Guys, my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, just hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It's ranking extremely high on Kindle and Audible, and I wanna thank you guys for grabbing it. If you haven't bought it yet, here's what James Y. said in an Amazon review on March 8th. He said, literally, a step-by-step blueprint for conquering the world and building your own empire. Five stars. It's a verified purchase. He goes on to say, if you like doing things the hard way, don't read this book. For everyone else who appreciates someone showing you what to do and why it works step-by-step so you can rinse and repeat and accomplish the same results, read this book now in all caps. He then says, pro tip, stock up on highlighters while you're adding this to your Amazon cart, you'll be using them. This book should be required reading for every entrepreneur, startup or founder, business person, and human. Seriously, Nathan isn't in a kind of class that cuts through all the bull crap, he used a different word, to show you what you need to do and how to do it. If success came with an instruction manual, this book would be it. We'll be stocking up and handing these out as Christmas gifts to all my friends and colleagues. If I could give this book a six-star review, I would. From James, James, thank you. All you that listen to the podcast, thank you so much. SaaS founders are loving the book. Go grab an Audible version right now at capitalistbook.com. Travel more. He's going after the DevOps space. It's a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. He made the decision with his board recently that a Tricentus merger would make a lot of sense. They're about to pass 20, uh, QA Symphony is about to pass 20 million bucks in ARR across 648 customers, 160 employees, and the team's growing rapidly again as they work this year to complete this merger. The combined entity call will be due between 80 and 100 million bucks, gives them more international exposure. He'll be traveling more, but again, they're going after much bigger pie. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is David Kyle. He's a software veteran, brings a growth-oriented leadership approach to his job today as CEO of QA Symphony. For more than 25 years, he's built a strong track record of business success. Before this company, he was CEO at Digistrive, a provider of e-commerce solutions to large membership-based organizations. He sold that business to a large private equity company. Before that, he was CEO of Integrated Broadbrand Services, a software and services company. And during his tenure, the company doubled in size, completing two strategic acquisitions and established a market leadership position in the tier two broadband space. David, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you. All right. Be- yeah. You know, we had a lot of fun, I think, last time when you came on, which was back in, what was it, January, February, March? It was April of, uh, I guess, April of this year. So a couple months ago. Uh, but you guys had that point in the past, I think 1.6 million bucks in MRR. You had about 570 customers. Uh, you know, you, you had about 100% year over year growth and retention metrics look great. You had 115% net revenue retention annually, I think you said. You also have some news. You just merged. So walk us through first what you do for those that missed the first interview. And then let's talk about why the merger. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, QA Symphony is a uh, SaaS company that uh, sells software to large developers, large companies that have development teams and testing teams globally. Generally, it's Global 2000 focused. And what we do is provide uh, a solution that really uh, improves the speed and improves the uh, productivity of developers and testers. Think of us as kind of a sales force 
solution, but for the development and testing group. Um, and, and we have uh, really focused on three primary verticals, uh, technology companies where we have customers like Cisco and Salesforce today, uh, large financial services organizations, USAA, um, many big banks, the largest bank in Australia, and then a lot of retailers. So any organization that has a, an important web-facing um, website where they uh, drive revenue, uh, we've had you know, many customers there, Amazon, Office Depot, many others. So we've been um, growing very quickly. The market's been exploding, and uh, we continue to have nearly 100% growth year over year. We're, we're about to hit that 20 million recurring revenue mark this month. We'll celebrate that in about two weeks, and so that's hey, that's need- that's exciting. And just for those of you listening later, because uh, the episodes don't go live when we actually record them, but we're recording this here on uh, Wednesday, August eighth. So it sounds like here in August they'll pass that beautiful twenty million mark. Correct. That's right. That's great. So, um, so uh, you you had, you had alluded to something that is uh, public on June twentieth. We announced a very uh, important and strategic merger with a company called Tricentis, uh, and uh, so it's been a very exciting nearly two months now since that announcement. Tricentis is very complementary to QA Symphony, uh, whereas we do t- uh, focus on a test case management solution, more manual testing focused. Tricentis has multiple products, but has uh, especially well known for their automated solution uh, called Tosca, which is in the top quadrant uh, at Gartner. Um, and so we, we um, not ironically have the same investor. So Insight Venture Partners, which is one of the largest software investors in the world, have just recently raised a, a $6.5 billion fund. Um, had been investors and continues to be investors in both organizations. Uh, so our board will remain essentially the same. And, you know, we're coming together. We expect to close that deal legally in early September and come together as one cohesive company by the end of the year. David, what was the spark that started that? Was it insight at the board meeting saying, hey, you guys should look at this other company? David, if you like it, let us know. We can make an intro. Um, in- insight played a, a key role, as you alluded to. And really, there was interest both sides. So they, they uh, saw that Tricentis was very strong in Europe, moving into the U.S., very strong in selling to the C-level, very strong with systems integrators. They saw that, US, that QA Symphony had uh, almost all of its business in the U.S. and was trying to break into Europe, and that was an important growth area, that we were more uh, selling into the user base and trying to move up. And so it was extremely complementary. And really what the big picture is, though, is the space um, – like many software spaces, is shifting away from kind of older, antiquated legacy software providers to more modern providers. And we believe, uh, as one company now, we are extremely well positioned to undoubtedly lead this space of overall software testing, which is a $35 billion market. Historically, you saw a very successful company called Mercury Interactive that was acquired by HP in 2006. HP has owned them ever since. Uh, HP merged with uh, its software business with Microfocus a year ago. And uh, it's, again, public record that that business has been declining very rapidly. So we're really well positioned to, to um, increase our market share each and every year and lead that, that category. Now, David, I want to talk about the mechanics of an actual merger, what that means. But before, you know, two months, well, about a month and a half before you announced that was when you were on our show. I want to make sure nothing drastically changed. Did you raise any additional capital or you still have about $47.5 million in the company? Well, we had raised forty-seven point five, uh, and and Tricentis ha- has been around longer and is actually a, a large organization. So they've raised over one hundred sixty million. Okay, and, uh, with, and with Insight and the round out just some of your other numbers. Team size still about one hundred thirty and still about five hundred seventy customers. Uh, so we so so we we're, we're um, every month that number will go up. So we're at about one hundred and forty-five now employees, 
and about 648 customers uh, as of this Monday. That's great. Okay, great. And then, um, so, so walk me, I want to get into the mechanics of this because it's rare that we, we get someone right on the back of a merger, right? So, so when people think about, should I merge with a competitor or someone in my space, maybe not a competitor, maybe something complimentary, the first question is, especially from an ego, ego perspective is, wait, are they going to be CEO or am I going to be CEO? Let's just sure. start right there. How do you handle that question? Sure. sure. Um, very, very relevant question. Um, ultimately, uh, what, what I have used as my guiding uh, principles are some businesses and one in particular that I worked at uh, years ago. I worked at a public company called Choice Point and I saw a model there that um, I really saw was very successful where there was a CEO and a COO who were uh, very complimentary and you know terrific business partners. And I saw that that combination, both of those guys, by the way, were terrific mentors of mine. Um, I saw that that combination was quite effective. So that same model is one that uh, we've embraced uh, here at uh, Tricentis. The company will be um, uh, named Tricentis when we close. And um, I will take on the COO role. Um, and uh, Sandeep um, is uh, the CEO there. He, he has uh, a background that's really unique. He was at HP and led the acquisition of Mercury back in 2006. Ah. So his knowledge of this space arguably is better than anybody else in the entire globe today. And he brings that history, that experience, as well as having started successfully many other software companies. He's out in Silicon Valley. Um, so uh, I, I feel very lucky to have someone with his experience on the team um, and his his knowledge and his um, you know uh, overall uh, view here is invaluable to us. And walk me through, so the, the combined kind of asset together, Tricentis plus QA, uh, what, what I mean, revenue-wise, I mean, will it be above $100 million in ARR or no? Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't be specific given that we're private, but I, I think I can can um, speak generally that we'll be approaching 100 million. Well, you're um, 20. You already said you're about to pass 20. So I'm just trying to get a sense of together yeah, what it will look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 going to be in that 80 to 100 range. Okay. Well, um, and. The reason I asked that, David, is because, and sorry to cut you off, but the reason I asked that is because a firm like Insight knows very well that the, the multiplicative effects of a larger AR company in terms of an exit, valuation, IPO, you know, you get a, you get a better multiple. You're generally more healthy if you're at 100 million versus 20 million, right? So they know that, especially if they're going to go out and try and sell it to like a Vista or, or a private equity firm, right? So, so how do you, how do you, how do you make sure you understand any bias that Insight is bringing to the table as an investor in both companies? I mean, also for a living, and they're you know known as one of the most successful investors in the software space. So actually, having their uh, strategic um, uh, you know views and and reinforcement behind this is one of the things that gave me huge confidence that this was the right move uh, because they've had so much success in in bringing companies like ours together to ultimately achieve you know a terrific outcome. I mean, for 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 us at QA Symphony, it, it's not about ego; it's about ensuring that we're the leader in the space. We like to win. You know, we'd like to have fun. We'd like to succeed and make an impact. And, you know, now this merger with Tricentis will put us even in a better position to do that uh, longer term. DevOps is a hot space. Uh, do, you know, we've had, you know, the Smart Bear folks came on recently, 7.5 million in monthly recurring revenue. Sauce Labs, I'm sure you probably know Charles well. Uh, then there's others that, that don't compete directly with you, but CloudAbility, CloudChecker, all doing 20, 30 million bucks in ARR. Is this merger the start of what might look like a much larger roll-up of some of these other tools as well? And this first merger is the hub? Um, I, I think that uh, what you're noticing uh, and, and pointing out is that there are many fast-growing uh, and successful companies in this space that bring the newer technology and the more modern approach. And we're all really um, smaller players going after a huge pie where you see the legacy providers like Microfocus and IBM and CA struggling to maintain market share. And so 
uh, I think that there are going to be uh, room for multiple winners, multiple you know companies that grow. We don't compete directly with those companies in a meaningful way. In fact, we often see folks like like uh, Sauce as you know potential partners and you know complementary. Um, the the reason and the ecosystem can be quite complex, and you know the time here doesn't allow for that. But as you think about the entire end to end that a software developer and tester goes through in their in their entire um, uh, you know daily. Uh, approach to putting out excellent software very quickly, it, it involves multiple capabilities and it's, it's more than one company traditionally can do. So huge space, huge opportunity. Listen, we're growing as a collective company, you know, in, in kind of the, you know, 70% plus. We see the market is wide open. We have no reason to believe we can't get to be a billion dollar company. And I'm sure there'll be some others that uh, also have a similar path. David, just put directly, my simple question is, is are more acquisitions in the future to drive additional growth in the space? Uh, there's none planned today. And we feel like we've got the assets that, you know, can get us to where we need to be. You know, always you always want to be aware of, of other, um, you know, levers that drive growth. But right now between uh, Tricentis and QA Symphony, and Tricentis made a couple of acquisitions earlier, a company called Flood, uh, that, that's quite strong and, and some others. And so, we, we feel like we've got the assets to win today. Tell me about how you communicate this to your team. I imagine when you put out that initial press release, sometimes people see the upside. They say, yeah, that's going to be great. Others go, oh my gosh, am I going to have a job after the merger? How do you communicate this to the team? Well, you're certainly uh, correct in that mergers, um, you know, many folks have, have experiences of mergers that often involve a lot of cost reduction. What we were able to say here uh, with 100% confidence and credibility is that there is no cost reduction, that this is all about growth, that the teams are entirely complementary. And we literally are uh, in a massive hiring phase and are not reducing any positions as a result of this. In fact, many folks on our team and on the Tricentis team are taking on significantly more responsibility from a global perspective, from uh, uh, an account uh, ownership perspective. So um, there was certainly a lot of interest to understand the details. Uh, as we've gotten further into it, our team you know, has gone from somewhat excited to extremely excited because they see the power of, you know, the combined entities. The 172 that Tricentis has raised, was was all that mainly from Insight or were there any PE firms like Avista Equity taking a 10 or 20 percent? Uh, I believe it was 165 that they did completely with Insight and they had raised a little bit of money in an earlier round, uh, you know, well before that. Interesting. Okay, great. Very good. Um, any other, th- any things that surprised you as these conversations went down? And, and specifically, David, what I'm hunting and digging for here mm-hmm. is people listening right now might be considering the same kind of thing. Is there anything they should be aware of that you weren't expecting going into this? Well, you know, as we all know um, that folks have done M&A, M&A is hard. And uh, what I would tell you is uh, what's, what's really been critical to us is to have that global coverage, which we didn't have. But certainly now being a global company with offices in Australia and offices in, or throughout Europe and offices in India, it's just much more complex. So I would say uh, get ready to buckle in and make sure, you know, you, you've um, put the time in at home because the travel, the travel is, uh, is going to be extensive. But, you know, if you're, if you're someone who loves change and likes to win and likes uh, to be energized, then this is the right move. And, you know, for us. Uh, and me personally, it's been incredibly energizing and, and exciting. Do you look at things like, okay, how are our tech stacks going to be combined to offer a more comprehensive product? Or will they basically still stay separate entities, but all part of one organization? No, we're absolutely going to combine uh, the, 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 um, the product strategy. We'll have a combination of, of the, the, uh, the different aspects into one common platform. And we actually are going to launch the first phase of that combined entity at Accelerate uh, in October, which is uh, Tricentis's annual user conference. I believe it's the second week in October. So for those that are interested, you know, make it to Vienna. Uh, I think it's October 7th, and that's where they can learn a lot more about 
uh, the combined product strategy. What happens to the, the investors on your cap table that are not Insight Venture? So people on your cap table that are not on Tricentis cap table, what, what happens to them? Do they get a payout? Is their money changing hands in this merger? Um, in, in this case, all of our uh, institutional investors were have been extremely excited to remain with the company and feel very confident. So they've rolled their investment forward. And um, that's been a very, uh, they view it as a very positive event. Was there additional capital raised on the on the on the Tricentis side to fund any aspects of this, or it really was a no no cash exchange merger? No, no cash. Tricentis had significant cash on their balance sheet from raising money two years ago, so that was not that was not a, a need that we have at this time. My my point was, sorry, they're not paying you guys. I'm making this up. Forty million bucks to buy the company. This really is a merger. It's a stock deal. Correct. Okay, got it. Interesting. Very good, David. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one. What's your favorite business book? Oh uh, gosh, I, I still like uh, uh, probably. Uh, I would say either Good to Great or Crossing the Chasm. Crossing, still crossing the Chasm. Yeah. Crossing the Chasm is a good one. That was a good, you're consistent. Only, only but goodie. I was gonna say only you're goodie. consistent. That's the same one you said last time. That's good. Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? You know, I I, I follow um, Bezos. You know, he, he's by far to me the number one CEO. Although. The new uh, CEO over at Microsoft is, is incredibly uh, inspiring, so I'm starting to follow him as well. Number three, David, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? It's, as I mentioned last time, LinkedIn by by, by a long shot. <laughs> Number four, how many hours of sleep you get every night? Uh, I think I said seven. Now it's down to six, I think. I lost, <laughs> hey. an, I lost an hour. <laughs> uh, the merger will do that to you. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Uh, been married for almost 23 years. I've got two teenagers, a son 18, a daughter 15, so... Well, a lot of people that have teenagers can feel my pain. And how old are you, dude? Uh, so uh, 54 years old. 54. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, uh, what a great question. Um, I think I think uh, that to, to, to continue to really uh, travel more. Uh, every time I did travel uh, outside the country back then, I look back at that as, you know, amazing experience. And I wish I had done, you know, three times as much guys travel more. He's going after the DevOps space. Space is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. He made the decision with his board recently that a Tricentis merger would make a lot of sense. They're about to pass 20, a uh, QA symphony is about to pass 20 million bucks in ARR across 648 customers, 160 employees, and the team's growing rapidly again, as they work this year to complete this merger, the combined entity call it will be due between 80 and hundred million bucks gives them more international exposure. He'll be traveling more. But again, they're going after much bigger pie. David, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.